Hello everyone, welcome back to Daf HaShavua. As we study Meseches Ksubos, Daf Tes. This is an incredible Daf. You'll notice uh, the Gemara is not so long, but we have a lot of Tosfos, very important Rashis. And this uh, Daf is quoted many places in Shas. And I'm going to jump right in. We have an idea that you find in a number of places in Shas that's referred to as Shavya Anafshe Chaticha Isura. Literally what that means, if we translate the um, Gemara language into Hebrew, is Asawa Alatzma Chaticha Shalisser. A person places on himself a piece, a Chaticha, a piece of Isser. In the literal translation, the case would be, and this is something important in your day, which we're not going to get into now, except just to understand the basic uh, facts, is you have a piece of meat, and there's no reason to think that this meat is not kosher. And the guy says, you know what, this meat is not kosher. Is he believed? There's no proof. He can't show anything about it. So the halacha is, Shavi He places upon himself in Isser relating to this piece. And you can't then place that Isser on someone else. So everyone else would be able to eat it. Now, they may have to figure out whether it's really Isser or not. You look at Rov, you look at what's going on in Hilchus Kashrus, Chazaka, that may apply depending on where you find it, with whom you find it. But by him stating that this is prohibited, it's prohibited to him. How does that translate to our Gemara? So we have the case in our Gemara where a guy comes and he says that uh, my wife, Pesach Pesuach Matzasi, He's concerned that she's really not a basula. Now, we're talking at the time, remember, when there's, uh, let's say, a year split between the Arisin and the Nisuin. So if he says she's really not a basula, there's a concern that she may have been together with another person. That would create a prohibition for the man to be with his wife and obviously for the person who had the affair to be with his wife. But we're talking about a case where there's no witnesses, there's no adem. We don't necessarily have the facts established, but this guy is making the statement. So there was a teaching here from Rebbe Lazar that this would be enough to establish a prohibition. Now, at the end... The Gemara says that in a classic case, we're not going to go through the two exceptions that are mentioned in the Gemara, but in a classic case, this would not really work, assuming it's Yisrael with this woman, because we have another principle, and again, we're establishing a lot of principles today, that's called Svek Sveka. When you have a double doubt, that's not enough to create an Isser. Even if this guy himself is saying something happened, but the something that happened that he's claiming, unlike the piece of meat where he's saying it's definite, here you end up with a double down. First of all, just because she's Pesach Pasuach, just because she's not a Basula, 
doesn't mean that she necessarily had relations with the man. If she did have relations with the man while she was engaged, it may have been before when she was single, before the Ayerson. Now, that's not great, but that doesn't create any prohibition to him or to actually the other person as well. The second doubt is, okay, she's Pesach Pesuach, but is she Pesach Pesuach because it was a voluntary relation that she had with this man, or maybe she was raped? It was an anus. Now, just as an aside, the Gemara here gets into the whole David and Bacheva discussion. What exactly was the nature of that relationship? How was David able to marry Bacheva if Bacheva was an Ashes Ish? And through that discussion, the Gemara gets into a lot of important uh, issues, including something that is even used today by the Israeli army is that a man gives a woman a get when going out to war to avoid any type of aguna question if he doesn't uh, return. But going back to our case, and again, the David Amelech situation, you're not going to get it all from this Gemara, because the Gemara Masech Shabbos actually uses our Gemara to establish that anyone who says that David Hamelech sinned is making a mistake, even though David Hamelech himself saw himself as sinning, not acting the appropriate way for himself. Now, going back to our Gemara, so what happens? You end up that the case of Pesach Pesuach, that's not enough of a Svek Sveka. But let's say you have the following case, and this is a case that's brought down by the Rambam. This is found in the Rambam, Hilchas Ishus Perik Tes, Halacha Tes Vav, and you'll see how this matches up with the meat case that I gave you before. Haomer Leisha, a man, I'm reading it, because I want to be deliberate so we get this principle down. And this is a halachalamaisa principle that comes up in a, a number of different topics and areas, even if the case I'm going to give you now may not seem practical. But let's say a guy says to a woman, we're engaged, we had Arison. And she says, what are you talking about? You know, no pictures, no photographer, there's no Instagram about it. I don't even know who you are, but he omeris Loki Dashtani. So there's no Adim. We've already seen that when it comes to anything to establish Ishus, you need Adim. We have a principle that by Dava Erva, it's never Pachus Mishnayim is meaningless. If you have less than two, it doesn't work. So what happens in this situation? He was definite about it. He's not doubtful about it. So therefore, she is considered to be usher to him. And he's not going to be able to marry any of her relatives. That's the Rambam. But remember, we've established that this principle could only restrict him because there were no aids in. It can't restrict her. So therefore, the Rambam goes on to say, that she is able to marry his relatives, not him anymore, because he prohibited himself to her, but he could end up marrying her relatives because Chaticha di Sura doesn't have a negative impact on her. And there are many similar situations. 
the Gemara discusses this as well, and that's kind of what our Gemara is saying without the Rebbe Lazar case. See, the Rebbe Lazar case is he's making a claim of Pesach Basuach Matzasi. So he's not being definite about it, because as we showed, there's a suffix, a double suffix. But let's say he would say the following, and this is found in the Gemara in Masechus Gidin, in the beginning of Masechus Gidin. We'll see this come up in Suvas as well. Let's say he says that she was, uh, she had an affair. He makes the claim. We're not talking about a Sota case, but he says, my, my wife had an, made an affair. And you'll see over here that if you go through the Gemara, we don't paskin necessarily the way Ribelezer presents himself, at least uh, on Omid Aleph. But I'm not going through the whole analysis of the Gemara. Let's get down to the bottom line halacha. So if a man claims that his wife was um, Mizana, right? She had relations with another man, but they no aid him. The fact that he's making that claim, she is, he's not saying Pesach Pesuach Matzasi, which is a doubt. He's saying, I know for sure that my wife had an affair with someone. What's going to happen in that situation is he's not going to be able to live with her. Because Shavya Nafshe Chaticha Disura, Isur. But he's going to have to give her a get, and she's going to get the folk suba. Because it's just the Taina. That Taina, that uh, claim, from his perspective, it's 100% true, so therefore she's going to be prohibited to him. But since there are no witnesses, and it's not a Sota case, so there's no restriction on her, and she could go marry that guy who he's claiming that she had relations with. So this is important how we establish this. In many ways, these halachas today come up more in Hilchus Kashrus than they come up in, uh, in Ishus, but it also teaches us something about being very careful what we say. Now, the assumption is that the person who's making the statement knows what they're talking about, and from his perspective, right, he's definite about it. And we're not necessarily going to grill him. We're going to trust his statement. But his statement without Edus can have an impact on her. So this is really, in many ways, the Gemara is operating over here to show us the importance of Edus. There is another possibility, which I don't want to get into, that it's not operating through Edus but through Neder. But that is something that is discussed in the Rishonim. What I want to do just for the rest of the year is go through some of the Rambams. We'll look into the Shulchan Aruch as well, just so we cover the other halachas that are found on this very important daf. One of the issues that comes up on this daf is just the seriousness in how we treat a Kohen. You know, Kohen, to uh, no fault of him, he was born a, a Kohen, so he has certain restrictions on who he could marry. Kohen Gadol, which we don't have today, has even more restrictions. But a Kohen can't marry Grusha. A Kohen can't marry a Gioris. It's one of the things that after conversion, we tell the Gioris, make sure that uh, you don't marry a Kohen. And uh, if she was divorced as a non-Jew, that's not going to count as a divorce. We see in our Gemara, 
which is very difficult halacha to accept, but this is the halacha that if a man says Pesach Batsuach and the man is a Kohen, not a Yisrael, so then it's going to be a case of Chaticha, of Shavianafshi Chaticha de Yisure, because there's only one suffix. And the one suffix is whether the relations was before the Erisin or after. And with one suffix, that's not enough to knock out the Shavianafshi Chaticha de Yisure. Because when it comes to a Kohen, even if uh, the woman is raped during the, it's an ones, she's forced into it between the Erisin and the Nesuin, the Kohen's not able to marry her. Now, this is the Rambam, Hilchas Yisuri Bia, Perik Yud Ches, Yud. In the Shulchan Aruch, Evan Ezer, in Hilchas Piri of Rivia, Simon Vav, Sifia Dalit. And uh, interesting, the Shulchan Aruch really spells it all out, a little bit more than the Rambam. He says, Sheishkan Shnei Sveikos, that's an irregular Yisrael case, but in a Kohen case, there's only one suffix. But we have to keep something in mind today, Bizman Hazeh. And this is a big, uh, this is going to be a big help to a Kohen, and it's going to be a big help to the Yisrael. See, everything we've been assuming until now is there's a split between the, there's a split between the Arison and the Nesuin. When I say the split, there's a waiting period, right, a year or so. But what happens today? You have the engagement, the official engagement, which is the Arison, and you have the Nesuin taking place, Bavasachas, is taking place together. Again, there's a separation with the reading of the Ksuba, but there's no chance for this woman, right, for anything to happen to her between the Arison and the Nesuin. I mean, everybody's up there. She's up there. He's up there. The Messiah Kedushin's up there. There's usually a Tzibor, right, at least 10 people. So the Chalkas Mechokek is very important commentary on the Shulchan Aruch. He's not as famous as uh, his student, the Shach. But Chelkas Machoki, because you're Moshe ben Yehuda, I think you pronounce his last name, Lima. And uh, it's a great literature Rav. He was the Rav in uh, Vilna. And actually the Shach sat on his Besden in uh, Vilna. So he says... And he's commenting specifically on the Cohen case, and that's why it's very important to understand this. Okay, let's say the guy would come the day after the wedding, and he would say, Pesach Pesuch Masasi. Let's think about this. It can't be that anything happened to her between the Arison and the Nisuin. So therefore, even if she did have relations with someone, the relations had to be before the Kiddushin. And if it's relations before the Kiddushin, whether it's for Kohen or whether it's the Yisrael, that's not going to make her usher. And he says straight out, He has relations, you know, whether it's the night of the wedding or the second night, whatever it would be, 
the husband and the wife are together. The, the kala doesn't even have a chance to have yichud with anyone else. They're always together. If not him, then at that time they would have shushpinin. Shushpinin today we call the shushpinin like a shomer. But it was, uh, we'll see later on in the Gemara, we'll explain that the shushpinin would accompany the woman and they would make sure after the relations, you know, she the shushman wouldn't be around, but make sure after the relations that there was dam. You see, you have to understand that our Gemara is not uh, necessarily the maskana. How does this guy actually know Pesach Basuch Masasi? He's such an expert in knowing about whether she had relations or didn't have relations about her anatomy. But if there's no dam then it really seems like there's a problem, that she's not a basula, and that she did have relations with someone at some point. We'll see an exception in the next uh, daf about a certain family that wouldn't have dam, but that's the assumption. But either way, the Chalkas Makolchik points out, we're not going to have a problem over here, because all of this is happening before she was engaged. Now, I want to point out also Halakha today. Today, some women are going to have medical procedures that are done, which means she's not going to be a uh, basula. When I say basula, is there may not be dam. The dam we're talking about over here is the dam from the maka, from the wound of having relations for the first time. So there could be the medical procedures that would take it away. There could be other uh, reasons, whether it's exercise or whatever it may be, that today there's not as much dam. So the conclusion from this Gemara, which we already limited with the Chalkas Machalkeik, which we should figure out just you know practically what's happening today, is we just have to listen to this with caution because there are going to be certain times where there is no dam, and we're not going to assume that this woman had relations, that she's not a basula. Now, this comes down to, sometimes it's just a financial issue. I mean, besides the emotional issue, of course, if the guy thought that his his wife was a virgin, she ends up not being, so that could be a shalom bias issue. And it's an interesting question. Does a woman have to share... Or should she share with her husband uh, the, her whole history? But without getting into that issue, it's a question really of how much is the ksuba? I mean, that's what the monetary issue today. For a woman who's had relations, the ksuba is not going to be the same. We pointed out when we were learning the Sechus Yavamis that if the woman agrees and the guy agrees and knows that she's a basula, and the man agrees to still give her 200, so it's not going to have to be, she could he could still give 200. The question is, could the ksuba say that she's a basultada, which sounds like a straight-out lie, especially if people are aware of the fact that this couple is living together. So every case is going to be different in a situation where it's not known it may say basultada. I mean, the person reading the ksuba may say basultada, even though in the ksuba it doesn't say that. And there are many, many uh, discussions. I think in Masechus Yavamas we had this discussion. 
But with this Chalkos Mechalkeik, we end up with this huge, uh, I wouldn't say it's a kula, but just why these halachas that are very clearly spelled out in the Shulchan Aruch and earlier in the Rambam wouldn't apply today. The last halacha that I want to mention is very important in the Rambam, Ishus, Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Shulchan Aruch, Eben Ezer, Samaches, Gimel and also Samaches Vav. Just because a person says that he had relations with his wife and she's not a basula, that's not enough to say that she's going to be ushered to him. And there's going to have to be some kind of investigation, you know, with a doctor or some questions that are going to have to be asked because maybe this guy is not such an expert. Remember, we spoke about the dam, and that'll continue on the next daf. That even if there's no dam, maybe she has an excuse. So, my main point in this last halachic uh, issue is if he doesn't know what he's talking about, and it's clear, then the Besdin, who he comes to the next day, at least in the Gemara, they're going to realize that and they'll take that into consideration. It's very important to keep in mind. How does this guy know exactly what a basula is, what's not a basula? So there are times where much of what we said is going to be qualified. Now, what we will discuss later on in this Masechta, what goes on today. And again, this relates to what I said earlier about uh, women who may not have as much dam today even when it comes to the first time that they're having bia, So there's a lot of halachlamaisa that still needs to be discussed. And that's where a role of a rav also comes in. And a lot of this is going to be known when a kala, let's say, meets with her kala teacher before a wedding. Okay, we should only have good things and have a great week of learning.